Yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to The Conscious Man. I am your host, Scotty P. In the place to be, I went to John Jay University. I won't go there, man. It's an old run DMC song. It's one of my faves, too. The Kings. Um, I, appre- I appreciate you guys joining me. Thank you for being here. If you're new, welcome. This is The Conscious Man. And by conscious, all I mean is I'm way more aware of how I used to be, of the way I am more aware now than I was moments ago or 20 years ago or 25 years ago. I was pretty fucking unconscious. And so I've decided to go on a journey of growth, self-growth and development I've been through a bunch of fucking shit, and I'm just an older dude. As an elder, I feel the responsibility to share with the generations behind me. That's what a conscious man is. That's what a conscious man does. He is aware that he has made some mistakes, and he is also aware that he can change in the present moment. So that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to grow and develop and uh, become new, become fresh, become wise. Remember all of the shit that I forgot. That's what I'm here to do. So I hope in some way this podcast fucking helps you to do the same. To wake up to your fullest potential while you are in this body at this time on this planet because as far as I know you don't get another shot at this so we have to uh, we don't have to I'm choosing to consciously there's that word again be a better human well I guess I'm I don't think I'm human I mean I am I mean we are And I think the greatest part of us is this infinite spiritual part. This, whatever the modus operandi is that permeates all of creation. Whatever allows your breath to breathe you. Whatever energy that is that um, makes a plum tree plum. Or grows the grass in the spring and the summer and makes the leaves on the trees come out. I don't know what's doing that, but I think that energy runs through everything in the universe. Let's call it love or God or the divine or infinite beauty. Let's call it whatever we want. You make up your own word for it. I'm using love. So I want to be a more loving, conscious, awake being that does less destruction, causes less suffering in the world. And how I'm doing that is through growing and developing myself. That's what this podcast is for. That's what it's all about. Put some effort on your ass and you can accomplish some great fucking things. That's what I'm realizing. And it's amazing. So my responsibility to all of you out there who are listening is to share some sort of infinite wisdom 
that I'm remembering that is me. Hope this makes sense. Hope you're digging this. Because I am. It lands for me over here. Hope it lands for you. So let's get right into it. Oh, yes. And if you get some value from this podcast, if you like it, if you laugh, if you cry, if you find some benefit, go over to iTunes, write us a rating, write us a review, give us a rating. I would greatly appreciate that. All right. So what an amazing experience of life I created yesterday with my son and my daughter and my ex-wife, which is all is a, is a challenge in and of itself. Um, I don't even know where to begin. It was such an amazing, amazing experience. Well, got up. Let's start from the very beginning. Woke up yesterday. Had a little something to eat. And me and my son set out on a journey to exercise. He rode his bike. I was running. And we ended up over at the local high school here in Grapevine, Texas. Hanging out, watching some soccer players, having some fun, running on the track. Did about six miles. Ended up at the track, did some push-ups and some ab work. It was great. Just loved being with my son. Loved being with all my kids. Hung out there, laughed, wrestled with one another. Jumped in the sand pit. It was cool. We were having a good time. And we were coming back to the house to get ready because my daughter had a swim meet. And I was, I got to be honest, I was a little nervous because I was anticipating some conflict. And that's kind of what this, this episode is about today is about conflict and navigating it and doing it in a wise way. And one of the areas in my life, if you're new here and you don't know, is I'm really into the relational space and growing and developing myself around relationships and getting tools to navigate it because I don't know if you've noticed out there in the world, human beings are not relating to one another. In my experience, in a really skilled, high-level way, we I'm noticing there's a lot of childish behavior. And I get it. We who taught us? Who really taught us how to how to be with other human beings and do it in a way that peop, we all feel heard and seen and understood and um after my second failed marriage, I realized I needed some help there, so I sought it out. And now I want to share some of the wisdom or some of the tools that I've learned with all of you because it's been really helpful learning how to be an adult and not throw, well, I'm not going to say that I don't throw tantrums and act like a kid. I do. I'm not going to lie. I still do. It's a, it's a going to, it's going to be a constant long journey into into let's see into practicing it's going to be a constant growth i'm not going to i'm not like over here saying i figured it all out because i haven't i figured something out and 
what I figured out was I needed to understand my psychology. I did. Okay. Let me back up a little bit. Excuse me. Um, I figured out and spent some time developing a spiritual practice, not religious, spiritual. And I've also worked on myself physically. So I've worked on the, the form in developing that. That was kind of my first awakening. And then I did some spiritual work after my first marriage and still continue to do this day. And I thought that that was enough. And I realized it wasn't it. And then the third piece, which has been super helpful, is understanding the psychology. And so in doing so and getting some tools from highly, highly skilled people who study human beings for a living and have done it the majority of their life and are teaching other people how to do this, I found that this was the missing link in my life to become a better father, hopefully a better husband one day, but let's say a better boyfriend at the moment or yeah, um, a better coworker, a better leader, most of all, because I sucked at leading my family. I would always choose women that were super powerful and give all my power away because I was afraid to step up and lead. I was like, fuck it. Let me just give all the power to the woman, you know, to my partners and let them do it all. I'll just hang back and have fun. And that didn't work at all. So now I'm learning some leadership skills and tools and I can lead my family now. And that's kind of, let's get back to the swim meet. All right. So I was anticipating there would be some conflict because it's always challenging even after eight years of divorce. My children's mother and I still have a challenging time when we're together because I think this is my projection. We haven't done work together to get through a lot of the shit, a lot of the scars, a lot of the wounds, a lot of the trauma that happened while we were married. So there's still stuff that there's like still ripples. There's still resent. There's still all these things that come into being when we are with one another. And we, we do our best to be cordial and uh, not allow those things, those past experiences to show up in the present moment. But there's times where I feel like, you know, I feel triggered. I don't know what to say. I'll shut down. You know, I feel like she's judging me or it's just uncomfortable because I'll ask questions about certain things and she seems to be frustrated and is like, you know, I feel like she's like, get the fuck away from me. I don't know if that's the case. Yesterday was, was, was pretty cool. We showed up to the swim meet, me and my son. Uh, I kind of stayed away because I didn't know how she would receive me. So I didn't want to, you know, aggravate the situation. My daughter, it was her big day. She was swimming a 500. She needed to be super resourced. I didn't want her to see 
her mother and I in any sort of conflict. I wanted to keep the peace. And the conflict didn't end up being between her and I. It was really beautiful. We got there. We talked. It was nice. It's nice to connect with her, and it's nice to be with her. And there, I like, I love her still. You know, I love, I love her, not in a romantic way, but we have experienced things. We have, we experienced a lot of years together, having three beautiful children, raising them, and some of the most memorable experiences that I've had in my life were with this incredible woman. She's an amazing mother. She's an amazing woman that taught me a lot about work ethic and commitment and how to show up. And uh, I, I've worked through a lot of shit, and I don't know if she has. I, and I can't speak on her experience and what she's done, um, but sometimes it feels like we need to work on things together. Anyway, so we're hanging out. My daughter swims her first uh, hundred back and crushes it. I mean, she, there were, it was amazing. Me and my son were hanging out. Melanie was hanging out. It was, it was awesome to watch together as a family, all sitting together, cheering for our daughter. That was amazing. Felt great. Our daughter crossed the finish line first. No one in sight absolutely just crushed her event. So in between that, my son and I are outside just throwing a tennis ball around because it's the air conditioning broke in the venue. It's hot as fuck in there. We don't want to sit around. We're swe- Everybody's sweating, so we're hanging out outside. And we're playing catch... And I don't know what happened, but there was a there was a rupture in my son and I's relationship. I said something to him, and it didn't land for him. So then he ran inside and sat next to his mother, and said something to her about like like he was telling on me. And then I looked over and I saw the look on her face as she looked at me. So her affect was like. You know, like they took sides. Like all of a sudden I was I was ostracized from the family and I was the bad guy. And I remember this quite vividly in while we were married. And it, it triggered something in me. And my son looked over at me and I said, well, hey, what's going on? And he's like, shut up. And that really set me off. I didn't say anything. I just looked. And... uh you know, I felt like this, it was, it took me right back to when I was married. Everybody was ganging up on me. I was the victim, but I, but I decided I have some tools. So I'm like, ah, okay, this is okay. This is not, in this moment, this is not the time to challenge this, to challenge my son. I'm going to just wait for things to cool down a little bit. I'm going to wait for my activation in my nervous system to the charge that I had because I was a little bit flooded. I was aware enough. I was conscious enough. There's the word conscious. I was more conscious in that moment than I ever was 
before I got all of these great tools to just realize I'll catch up with him a little bit later, one-on-one, not at the venue, maybe outside. And so I did. So we're hanging out outside, me and Rocco, and I said, hey, listen, man, are you you open to connect? We need to talk. And he wouldn't make eye contact with me. <coughs> Excuse me. And he also wasn't super open. But listen, I'm, I got to take lead on this. I've got to, in a skilled way, get us to come back into connection. And he kind of was open to hearing what I had to say. So I looked at him in the eye very soft voice, I said, I feel some deep shame around you speaking to me that way, around you telling me to shut up in front of your mother. I feel also a little bit of anger and I feel some sadness. So I kept it on my side, my experience was letting him know, I was letting him know how I experienced the way he showed up in that moment, not blaming him so he could hear me. So I wasn't blaming him, his personhood. It was a behavior. So he doesn't think that he's wrong or bad. And it was, I was the one having the experience because of what, not because, I was having the experience of upset and anger and sadness and abandonment and shame and all of these things not being caused by him. That's just what I experienced. And I didn't want to blame him. So he would still stay soft. He would be soft enough and be able to hear me, hopefully. And he did, but he kept walking away. He didn't want to make eye contact, but I kept bringing him back and he'd look into my eyes and I'd, you know, I'm like, I, I want you to feel, I want you to understand how I'm feeling in this moment when you did that behavior. And he did. And then I asked him to re- reflect what I said to him because he was trying to make excuses and not hear me. So this is about actively listening and then reflecting reflective listening. So when we're in a moment, if any of you are out there and you're triggered or your partner is trying to let you know how they feel around your behavior, you don't, I have learned not to deflect, but to just listen. Take in all of the words they're saying because this is their experience and it's valid and then reflect back to them so they feel understood what, reflect back to them what they said. So I had my son listen to me and then reflect back to me until I felt understood by him. So the two action steps for you here is to actively listen, which means sitting there making eye contact, shutting the fuck up, not saying one word, maybe even interrupting if they're going on and on and on so you get everything and then reflect back to them what you think you heard. And if they say, 
Yes, that is exactly how I felt and what I perceived. And you, I feel understood. That's when you understand them. Not when you think you do. You don't understand someone until they tell you. So we sat outside. It was challenging because he didn't want to sit there with me. He kept walking away, shutting the door, walking in, walking out. And I was patient. I was really proud of myself. And I, I got to teach him this tool because it is important in my, to me that he learn how to relate in a different way because he got a download from me on how to do it when his mother and I were married. And it was not in a skilled way. It was actually really, really childish. Screaming, yelling, fighting, deflecting, you know, just not very skilled. So now he's getting a new download. And as a man, he's going to also understand how to navigate his inner world, which I was never taught. My father was super shut down around his emotions. He, I didn't know how he was feeling unless it was just happy or anger, you know, or rage or whatever, you know, and I didn't see my father raged out maybe once in my life when he caught me with some weed when I was playing the drums and he kicked my ass because I was trying to run away and he tackled me up the stairs, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> I'm just excited to share that story with you about my son and him being able to be more emotionally aware of what's occurring for him in a, in an, in a circumstance where he's experiencing upset, where he can be with his partner's experience and his own and express how he's feeling and listen, be in that hot fire when you want to run away. And sometimes you're going to have to run away. So being a conscious man is teaching the generations behind me how to show up in a stronger way. And I get to do that with my son and I get to share my stories with you and hopefully give you some action steps and some tools that you're able to do it. So by the time my son and I were done, he learned the tool of actively and reflective listening because when he has a partner, and he's already, he already has girls texting him at 10. He will be better able to navigate his experience. So that's another great attribute to have, great tool to have in your tool, uh, tool belt. We did the nester the other day on one of the podcasts, I remember. So you have your nester. Now you have active and reflective listening. Try this on that all human beings want to feel seen and heard and be fully self-expressed. Express all of our emotions, every part of us. You don't want to have to, as a man, hide a part of you because you don't want your partner to be upset. So you're going to have to learn how to listen and be, it, be with upset. That's why the nester is important. Actively listen to the other person and letting them explain how they feel without formulating 
some sort of opinion, letting them express to you how they're feeling, and then you validate it by reflectively listening to them and repeating back to them what they just said. Even if it's like monkeys flew out of my ass and uh, a spaceship flew down from the heavens and picked me up and took me away and then I came back in the middle of the night when we were sleeping last night, whatever it is, if it's, whether it's, it doesn't matter. Whatever somebody else's experience is, it's valid. Whether you think it is or not, just like your experience is valid, same. So, I'm uh, super excited that I got to share that tool with my son. And it's cool now because I felt like, you know, I had to teach them in a classroom setting, like sit all my kids down very formally and explain one by one each of these tools that I've learned and how they should learn how to do it. And it's not, it's in real time and it's in real experiences. And gives me the most satisfaction in my life when I get to share this with my kids and with you. If we don't learn how to do this in a in a in a different way, we will continue to repeat the childish behavior that we that we have and we'll still we'll continue to stay in those looping fights. And we'll continue to We'll continue to just live with unresolved shit inside of us. So I'm noticing in myself that I feel extremely happy. And I feel, I feel proud. And I feel grateful that I've, that I've taken the time to grow myself up around relationships. To become a little bit more aware of what's happening for me on my side so I can be better for the people around me. So, in closing, your action step for today is two things. Actively listen and reflective listening. Active is when you're with your partner, your kids, your coworkers, whoever it is, and it's, let's say you're activated, or it's, or even if it's not, even if it's about, you know, just listening to them and not, not trying to tell them a, your story. Just sit with someone because it's harder to sit with someone when you're activated and it's conflict and there's some shit going wrong. Sit with, sit with them. Don't say a fucking word and just listen. Listen to what they have to say. Don't let it go too long though. More than a minute or so. If, if, it start, if they start to get long-winded, we call that... Um, captive audience where you're just sitting there nodding your head and you're kind of checked out thinking about, you know, 
check, you know, checking your email or whatever. Inter- interrupt. So we have three, here's three, three action steps for you. First one, actively listen. Second one is interrupt the person. Interrupt the person if they're getting long-winded and say, hey, wait a minute, even if you checked out, I do this all the time with my son and my daughters. Hey, hold on a second, Rocco. I just checked out. Let me see if I'm getting you here. And then I'll reflect back to them what they just said. So you're actively listening, just listening, looking in their eyes, taking in everything that they have to say. You are interrupting if they're getting long-winded or you feel like they're going on and on and on and on and you're not following, you interrupt them and you say, hey, hold on a second, I want to make sure I'm following you here. So you just said, blah, 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 blah. Is that right? And they're going to feel, they're going to feel, I imagine they're going to feel grateful that you took the time to interrupt them to really understand what they're saying. That's been my experience. I notice my kids when I interrupt them and stop them and say, hey, I just checked out and I, I just was looking out the window. You're going on and on. So can we start back over from this point? And they will. I've never had anybody say, oh, you're an asshole. Well, I have, but <laughs> that's another fucking story. So actively listen, interrupt, reflect back what the person just said to you so they feel understood. And remember this, they do not feel understood until they tell you they do. You don't get to decide when someone is understood. My mentor told me that he does not understand his wife until she tells him so, and I feel the same. So at the end of reflective listening, hey, am I getting this? Am I getting you? Do you am, I, am I understanding you here? And if they say yes, then they do. If they say no, then you say, okay, well, let me see if, you know, let me see if I can try this again and ask them to repeat what they said. So I hope this has been insightful and helpful. It has been for me. Hearing, hearing these tools and being able to share them with my kids has made all the difference in the world in how we relate. I notice it. I notice it in myself. I notice that I'm less reactive when I can practice these things, these tools with my kids and with the world. I do it at work. I do it everywhere everywhere I go. This is the new way of relating. So give it a shot. See how it works for you. And if it works, if you practice this stuff and it, it changes the game for you, perfect. Great. The practice deepens. Continue to practice active listening, reflective listening, and interrupting people. It shows that you care. Try it on. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining me here on this beautiful Sunday morning, afternoon, evening, whatever it is for you. Hope you enjoyed this. Hope you enjoyed this uh, time that we had together. And again, if you do, go over to iTunes, write us a review, leave us a rating. I am super grateful. 
and uh, I am ready to get out there and practice some more in the dojo of life. All right, peace.